morning happy friday it is friday which means we are back once again with another edition of kingdom on the road and this one if y'all are awake this morning somebody's <laughs> gonna get offended uh, <laughs> um so we've been going through the how-tos right and and we've we've been going through this process of different how-tos and I, I'm <clears throat> historically in the life of kingdom on the road, the best series tend to be ones that end up developing organically where we do a week and then we're like, huh, something came yeah. up that I feel like we need to talk more about. And so we started, we started in with, you know, how do you read your Bible? Right. And then you go like, well, wait a minute, there's this whole two thirds of the Bible that is, you know, that needs demystifying for a lot of people. And, and we could, we could really, you know, dig in there and, and kind of one thing over another. And now we're, we're stepping into the arena of taking it. I think chunk by chunk is a good way of saying it. It's not so much of a, we're not going book for book per se, because each book, especially in the old Testament, there's so many different things that it would be it would do individual topics a disjustice to um Lump it to, all to try and cram every mm -hmm. single thing in there not to mention this is a section of scripture that in order to really set the table we need to understand a couple of things in the for the modern context for a reader right we have in our in our Bibles, whether they're digital, whether they're paperback, in in modern Bibles, we have chapter, verse, section. We have them all broken down in that way, book for book for book. That was not the original way that the text was written. It was not broken up in that way. And so we're going to be covering only three verses. But they're three of the most highly contested verses, I dare say, in all of Scripture. And Do we one mean of chapters? The chapters, yes. Sorry, what did I say? Okay. Verses? I meant, yes, I, was I, meant I was just making sure that I, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, did the right prep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the jo the joys of live live, baby, the joys of live live. Um, so so we do, uh, we, we're doing the 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 first three chapters of scripture, and and these are three of the most highly contested chapters, and in order to really, I, I guess, appreciate and understand, um, where exactly we're gonna go, you need to understand that different sections of scripture, they they bounce around a bit in literary styles and we'll get more into that, but understanding what understanding that it wasn't meant to be exactly broken down in the way that our modern Bibles have it broken down, I think will make it more palatable to understand that where, where exactly we're coming from and how we get to some of our conclusions and, and how other people that we're going to quote get to their conclusions. And so um, before I jump into, I think, I think 
it will be very beneficial for us to ju- to start off by reading the actual text for this. Um, but before I get there, I wanted to open it up to you guys um, to see if there was anything else that you guys had to uh, add into the mix right now. Uh, I don't think so. No, no, I think starting with reading the passage and then going into the different nuances of how this should be read. And because once we read it, then it's going to kind of bring up some things and like, because we want to refresh people's minds <laughs> of what's there. So I think, I think right. it's good to start off with reading it. Yeah. Um, cool. Other, other than actually, let, let, let me front load this a bit. Okay. To say that I'm encouraging our viewers, listeners, what have you, to be open. Yeah. Um, and to, you know, let, let majors be majors and minors be minors. I know that this is a hill that a lot of Christians have chosen to die on. And and they condemn a lot of brothers over this. Yeah. And let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. I I will later on in the later on in the episode, I will share um, some of where I have been I have been guilty with with um, singling out specific ways that this that this is written uh read um because it is tempting because especially if you if you have a slant whatever that slant is that when you went going into it it is very easy to fall into that trap so great point that you know we are in this together let's stay in this together Mm -hmm. all right let's see here if this works watch out ah that was better than i thought it was going to awesome fantastic Nice. All right. So I am going to be reading out of the ESV, um, starting Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning. (laughs) All right. In In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the water and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. 
And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens and give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the waters swarm like swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves in which the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning on the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping 
thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and on every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Do you guys want to stop, want to stop here and, and, or do you want to stop at, at three and let three be the break, be the breaking point between um, think, one week? I think that's a good stop stopping point. Um, because, well, maybe, uh, you know, because continuing on, uh, you know, actually kind of proves, well, not proves, but you can make the argument that there's two versions of the creation account. The Genesis okay. 1 version and the Genesis 2 version. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm just going to make the first stab right here. If it's literal... Why did we get the same story twice? Right. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ed. No, I was trying to figure out, yeah, does that make sense to stop there? Um, <clears throat> um, or do we go through? Well, I mean, yeah. Let's let's finish through. Let's finish through this, this chapter, and then we'll break at the fall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so jumping back in uh, chapter 2, verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. The day, when no not days. <clears throat> Did I say? Yeah, day. Okay. <laughs> in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. When no bush of the field was yet in the in the land and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up for the lord god had not caused it to rain on the land and there was no man to work the ground 
and a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that was pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden to, to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first was the Pishon. It, <clears throat> it is the one that flowed around the whole land of Havala, and where there was gold, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Uh, Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third river is the Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man. It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, this is the, this at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife 
were both naked and were not ashamed. All right. That went at least 87% better than I thought it was going to, guys. I thought I was going to stumble my way through that entire thing, um, but I only stumbled a couple of times, so there you go. Um, Again, for any mispronunciations of names names or places, I am not a doctor. I just play one on TV. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, let's party. What do you think? Um, there's there's so much there's so much in just those two those two verses. And um, you guys already hit. Matt brought up one of the one of the 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 largest chunks that if you're gonna if you're gonna hear a most common debate on reading through these things, um, it's whether or not that was a literal depiction of a variety of a series of events and like a plus b plus c plus d sort of thing or if that is poetic and this is um basically um poetry language to try and put words to the creation event uh a la something like what you like what you would find if you do um if you do a uh a search of um creation narratives throughout different cultures and different people groups and stuff like that that sort that sort of thing um so yeah, I'll go ahead and and stop there before I I give any of my two cents and let you guys roll Yeah, um, I think uh, it's it's one of those things that I know for me, reading it, reading the different uh, opinions of different scholars and different approaches to Genesis, uh, I guess there's a tension between literal, um, poetic, you know, like you said, or uh, maybe figurative language, right? Uh, but those using those terms, let's say we use the term figurative, or um, how do you say it? Analogous. 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 Yeah. yeah analogous. Yeah. Uh, metaphorical is another way metaphoric, to say it. Metaphoric. Um, you know. Does that diminish truth? And I think right. that's and the that's... issue because when people say. Well, I don't read Genesis as literal. That sounds like to uh, the, the 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 novice or the person that doesn't know what what they're you know the full argument that they're making. It sounds like you're saying it's not true. That we can't right. trust it. That, so, and if we can't trust it, then we can't trust our right. Bibles at all. Yeah, and that and so, that that, that yeah. becomes the argument a lot of the times. And so yeah. balancing those scales and saying, okay, if we say that this is uh, a, a figurative or analogous or metaphoric mm-hmm. uh, in the way that it's being explained, does that make it not true? And I think the issue is, is that the New Testament, which we've talked about on, on this show, we have a lot of hard, we have more hard evidence 
for the writings and the people mm -hmm. and all those things in the New Testament, uh, we have more. I would just say we have more hard mm -hmm. evidence. They believed the truth of Genesis. Uh, even Jesus believed the truth of Genesis. He even, you know, talks about Adam and Eve, right? He says, in the beginning, yeah. you know, God made one man, one woman, right? He, he basically quotes Genesis, you know, in a way that says, this is true. Now, the, the or, way that it's being, <laughs> I'll just finish this and I'll let you jump in. Yeah. The, way, the way that Genesis is written um, as a whole, Genesis has multiple, it seems to have multiple different genres in it, multiple different yeah. uh, 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 linguistic, you know, techniques or, 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 or ways of, uh, of interpretation. And so this mm -hmm. particular part specifically, I think, has to be viewed on its own merit and in a special, uh, um, what do you call it, light, that it, it's, it is very different from the rest of uh, the Bible. And so I'll leave it there and let you guys get into it and I'll come back. You know, it's, it's fascinating and it's interesting to me that... Um, Typically, like of the three of us, I am the three of us that is the most towards literalism and inerrancy and all of those sorts of things, at least when we deal with the New Testament. I am the Bible says guy. Yeah. Right. Um, and yet we get here and... I may I I may end up being the most liberal of the three of us theologically when it comes to Genesis and maybe the Old Testament as a whole. So um, I'm not sure what I'm saying with that, other than just making an observation of myself. Okay. That it that it <laughs> it fascinates me that I have this 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 duality. So um, it only is only fitting. It is only fitting that the three of us are together, and yeah. and the four the fourth of our group <laughs> is here in the comments. Jesus is real. Yes, yes, yes amen. Absolutely, yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, so, thank you for uh, joining us. Um, if you're just tuning in, we are um, starting a slow crawl through the. Um, through the Old Testament, and right now we are discussing um, Genesis chapters 1 through 3. Um, hello and good morning. Um, so yeah, that we are, we are uh, going through, and so um, we're going to be covering um, a lot of the different approaches, because there are, there are different approaches to to reading through these things and so if as we are going through these things um if you find yourself asking questions um wondering what it is that we you know that we cover because we're going to go through some of these things and if you would like us to camp on something specific and all of that feel free to go ahead and chime in um and we will uh go ahead and discuss um so all right um so yeah that i remember the first time 
that I um, was, had somebody confront me with this idea of um, how how you read the the creation account because um, I'll, I'll I'll get into it and I'll and I'll I'll start I'll start getting a little spicy here for the lot of us. <laughs> um, I, I am I am a very science based Christian. I think one of the most frustrating things that I hear sometimes out of my brothers and sisters is, is taking a defensive posture with science when it comes to, when it comes to the Bible, like, mm -hmm. no, no, God, God gave us science to understand the world that he created. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't, you mm -hmm. are not betraying God by understanding science. And if you read a literal interpretation of the creation account, um, and you look at like historical evidence for where some of the first, like the cradle of civilization and, and kind of the, the, the history of the world and all of that kind of stuff. There's there, they don't, they don't really mesh very well. Now there's, there are means in which people use to, to explain that. But one of the things that's kind of baked into all of this um, is, is there a, historical adam and eve you know beyond how how the earth was created and i'm one of those guys y'all like when it comes to um the big bang versus creationism which a christian came up with so, by the way say what which a christian came up with by the way because right because right. the the secular science at the time was for solid state yeah and it was actually a christian <laughs> no. um and so you know you you have this uh this this narrative of um there was a there was a big explosion and then things started to form where there weren't things. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That seems familiar. I think I read that someplace. I'm not saying that I think that that's that that's verbatim what it what what it is. But again, if you're willing to see it, I don't think there's nearly the same the 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 level of confliction right. that that tends to exist uh, when 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 talking about these kinds of things. That being said, though, I gotta I gotta you know kind of give a um i i kind of have to give a a similar caveat like like what matt gave um i am when it comes to this stuff while there are notes in this that i would i would tend to agree with the popular thought and all of that um I I hold a lot of this as as loose and poetic 
And that's part of why I said what I said at the very beginning, because like Ann said, um, it would seem like just in these two chapters that we covered that they jumped from different literary styles. And that can be hard in 2023 to fully wrap our minds around because they're broken up by chapter. And it would seem like just in the chapter, it jumps from literary style to literary style. And so trying to remove that idea of chapter and verse is helpful in trying to understand that there may be something deeper going on here when you start to peel back the layer because mm -hmm. if we try to just straightforward not take the time to explore the different nuances of this then you know our friend here is in the chat okay so adam was real i am one that this is one of those that i would say that i probably fall in the more um generic of of the groups where i think that there was a historical um adam and eve yeah i mean paul falls apart without adam you really can't have any kind of new testament theology um yeah like none of the talk of christ as the second adam absolutely makes any sense yeah, if there's no first adam absolutely so yeah. so, so like there is a sense where we absolutely have to start from that foundation. I think you, um, as far as literalism can go, you have to believe in an atom of some kind. Everything right. else hinges I'm on just, that. Absolutely. I'm in a rapid fire here because there's some. Our our friend is is putting some text into the into the chat. Um, first Corinthians 15 is, is an example. I'm not sure where this reference is from, um, for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many. Um, I'm not sure what, what exactly that, how exactly that ties in, um, to, to, to our, I don't know why he put that up there. Yeah. To our friend in the comments, I'm going to kind of say what I said at the beginning, listen, be open don't hear what we're not saying right and right. realize right. as ant said that just because something may not be literally true doesn't mean it doesn't still hold truth so, so something can be a symbol of a deeper truth or right. it, it okay it, it can be oh, a structure right. that tells a greater story there's all kinds of ways that something can be true Okay, friend, friend, and I'm and I'm I'm speaking down the I'm speaking down the barrel the barrel of the camera here here for a second, friend. All right, so this is what he was referring to, Matthew twenty four five, in reference to the idea that a Christian brought up the Big Bang. Well, they did. That's um, a historical fact. That's yeah. That's a, that's a historical fact, and this is so. So I don't mean to single to single you out, but you kind of you kind of played out of the playbook. So I'm gonna highlight the playbook. I'm not. This is not against you, friend. I'm glad that you're in the comments. I'm glad that you're tuning in. All of those things. This is not me saying these things tongue in cheek, but I'm also gonna double back with what Matt with, with what Matt said. Take a take a beat. Listen, because when we are describing these things. You like understanding 
the complexities of science and and scripture and how those things could 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 um, interact and understanding that that we didn't see this, we didn't see see the creation as as it happened, so we don't know. So so throwing out the those kinds of for many shall come in the name of Christ and deceive and all of that kind of stuff with something like the Big Bang. A, that's misusing the text. And B, that's... Unfortunately, it's that kind of thinking that that has a lot of people ending up rejecting the gospel because they, they're not unwilling to include science and 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 things that are that are documented and all of that and that's why i brought up the whole adam thing as an example of what i'm talking about because if you look at a lot of what is considered reliable historical evidence about the creation uh, about the the cradle of civilization and about um people groups that date back to certain time periods and all of those kinds of things, it is not as simple as to say nothing existed and then things existed and then only two people existed and then the entire the entire uh, uh, world came about because two people multiplied and and filled the earth. So science would pop, popular science would argue that point. And taking the beat to to at least discuss that and and at least discuss the different interpretations of creation and all of those kinds of things, those are the kinds of things that leave the door open to being able to have a conversation about things like, and I'll bring it back to the first thing that you said, Jesus is real, right? The tomb is empty. And all of those things. But if you're unwilling to have a conversation here, you never get to that conversation. Right. For a lot of people. And you look like you want to jump in. Well, no, I, I, I'm just, I, you know, just, just listening. I think this is, you know, why we would, you know, dare to do um, a topic like this is so that you can hear from the other side of it, people's other views and, and kind of like show that, yeah, people think differently on this topic. I think ultimately yeah. I, all of us on this panel hold that the Bible is true. Mm -hmm. And that's why I yep. stated what I stated at the very beginning, that figurative <laughs> language, metaphoric language doesn't preclude truth right right that jesus is real exactly. you know adam was real a real man real person because like you said yep. our, our our new testament counterparts believed that these individuals were real they believed in a, a real creation you know i was reading hebrews yep. um hebrews one and he says that by faith we believe that the that the worlds were formed by the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. And that what is visible was created by what is not seen, 
which is God, right? And so either we believe that or we don't. Now the description in Genesis, I think it, you can get you can get a little bogged down because the Bible doesn't answer every uh, question that we have, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when you add in that- when you add in science, like you said, you have you have uh, experimental science, which you know does experiments and creates hypotheses off of experience experiments but Mm -hmm. then you have historical science which tries to recreate or reconstruct past events based upon what we know today right and so yeah you try to work through these different things but ultimately the the bible um has a supernatural component to it that now when you mix that into okay here's my scientific view right Here's my uh, uh, biblical reading view. Well, how did all this happen? Well, there, there's there's going to be some gaps that I don't believe can be filled in um, by science or literature or any of those things. Because like, like you said, Joe, the, the writer of Genesis was not there. Yeah. At, at right. the beginning, they right. are receiving uh, revelation and understanding from God to do this because what what is uh, se- what is it Second uh, Timothy three sixteen all Scripture right is God breathed mm-hmm. it's inspired sure. by God yep. so if yep. we believe that then Genesis is intended to be the way it is by God now what does that mean for us that's what we're trying yeah to wrestle through. yeah yeah that's what we're trying to wrestle through now is that's how a to fantastic read. right yeah that's a so, fantastic segue segue yeah so. I want to make it clear, and I think this is a, this is a statement that's true for all three of us, that from in the beginning to amen <laughs> is God's truth. Yes. Yeah. That scripture is sufficient and all of those things for what it means to teach. And that becomes the debate. That's this whole conversation is Genesis supposed to be science? Is it supposed to be a literal historical account of creation, or does it mean something else? Right, right. Um, and I want to comment on this one. If popular science contradicts the Bible, popular science is wrong every single time. But does it so, contradict the Bible? Or, so or are so, you front-loading... So what the Bible means to teach into that statement. Right, right. There are some things in the popular media, popular media, that are taught that, yeah, I would absolutely get behind that statement of, yeah, no, that's, that's pseudoscience. That's the that's the word that's that 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 you're that you're describing here with if popular science contradicts the Bible. There, there's a thing called pseudoscience and pseudoscience can be used to, to put forward an agenda, to put forward a particular belief set, something along those lines. This is, this is where I get myself into trouble. Christians also use pseudoscience. It's not just the secular world that uses pseudoscience, but what, with what we're talking about here. I'm going to say something very definitively because 
there th this is this is a this is a a statement of fact there is nothing exactly zero that says in the big bang theory that there couldn't be and and I'm not one that necessarily believes because there's been there's been things that there've been hypotheses that have been put forward that says that the that the popular big bang theory that's been taught for However, I can't remember exactly when when it started when it became the popular school of thought for how the world was created. That that there's that there's flaws in that in that teaching model and all of that stuff. So I'm not sitting here saying I think that this was, um, you know, blah blah blah. So, but pre when pre Darwin, at, by the way, I want to throw that out there because that's another conflation that a lot of Christians make. Right, right. They're not um, they're not the same thing. They're not part and parcel. Just because someone believes the Big Bang doesn't necessarily mean they do so so they can believe in evolution. Because the Big Bang is oh, much I'm older. Getting, I know you're going to go there. I'm sure you will. Oh, I'm going I'm to get... Matt, stop setting me up to get myself nope. into trouble, bro. Nope. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, So <laughs> I think that I, I think that evolution is something that's grossly misunderstood by by a lot of Christians. Agreed. I think it, I think it just is because they hear God, or they 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 hear evolution. So man and monkey, okay, okay. There's so many different versions of evolution beyond just the hypothesis of evolution as put but put forward by Darwinism. Like, but anyway, um, there's nothing that says that you can't have intelligent design behind. The Big Bang. Mm -hmm. And if to, to out and out state evolution is incorrect is to ignore science. Now, do I think that man evolved from from monkey? That's 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 the question, right? Whenever you bring up evolution, everybody wants to know, did we come from monkeys? I think that different versions of man have existed. And I don't think that we can ignore that. I think man has gone through an evolutionary process. Um, false. <laughs> Bro. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway, I got, I got to stop because otherwise I'm just going to keep commenting on the misunderstanding of, right. of the big bang so that's would... happening in the comment section. Right. So um, what, what, what you're doing is what we call straw manning. So you, yeah. you, you have a false version of the thing in your mind that you're fighting against. Mm -hmm. We are asking you to look beyond your rhetoric to rhetoric to let go of your presuppositions and you know what i haven't uh, to sound like old school brother matthew you just need to shut up and listen for a minute <laughs> um and what you got? You look like you're you look like you're ready to roll. <laughs> I'm 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 just kind of observing. <laughs> I'm just kind of observing. Yeah. Because you know, at the end of the day, I, I think um, Matt said it earlier. You know that on this particular subject, he's probably more liberal than he normally, yeah. you know, is. Yeah. And I'm probably on this subject 
the more um what do you call it baseliner like well yeah this is what the bible says and so mm -hmm. my goal is to you know uh, lay out what the bible says and so whether it be figurative language metaphoric right. you know, what have you the bible's true and yeah. so laying out yeah. and then understanding well how does that apply yes with the way that it's being yeah. described because it's being described in a way like you said that if 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 we looked at it only scientifically we would say oh no i can't get with this right but if right. we saw what science offers but we looked at what god is attempting or what god is doing not attempting what god is doing yes through the creation narrative mm -hmm. is that he's laying the framework and the foundation for what we what we see that is already developed that is already and and i think there's again there's gaps because um uh some people say well you know 250 million years ago right let's let's you throw a number like that out there this happened or that happened well from god's perspective is that a thing is that really a thing right from god's perspective right. you know god stands outside of time time is a construct that helps us right are we yeah. talking about a literal seven days right right I, it could be that literal seven days could be 250 billion trillion years from the point of view of what we understand life to be, which then right. adds there's a component of, of the supernatural in what yes. we're reading, you know, and the, yes. and when I go back to, you know, second Timothy two, uh, uh, second Timothy three sixteen, all scripture is inspired or God breathed that God initiated this. This is the way Theonostas, breathed by right, God, breathed by God. This is the way that he wanted it written. You know, yeah. uh, yep. uh, uh, I think it's Second Peter, uh, one who says that there is no uh, scripture that was of the will of man, mm -hmm. but they were moved by the Spirit of God to write it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this is what God wants, and so we have to wrestle with. So how does this work for us? Because right. there are things, God, that you're saying here that we can't reconcile. And are we supposed to reconcile them? Yes. Right. So then you got to grapple with that. Are we supposed to say, okay, God, uh, we, uh, we we figured out how you did this. Because then when you do with scriptures that say his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how much greater his thoughts and ways are than ours. So how do you, right. how do you do this? You know, if God says, you know, xyz we take god at his word and we have to try to figure out well yeah. how, how does that how does that factor in you know with what right. we understand like you said scientifically what we can prove and what we can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right right um so good you know to to circle around and really get to the nitty-gritty here and get into the title because we're almost an hour in here yeah how do yeah. How do we make sense of this thing? And um, what I want to do, and uh, 
I'm not going to go super in-depth because, honestly, each one of these things could be its own episode. But but I am going to lift... I'm going to list off some of the more popular theories of interpretation and kind of give a summary. Um, kind of where I fall on the spectrum of those and maybe some of my hang-ups. Um, so, obviously, there's... There's the modern, there's the modern fundamental kind of literal reading. The Earth was created in six literal days. We can use the genealogies and all of that to figure out that 4004 BC was when the world was created, and all of that. Um, um, I and. I was never firmly in that camp. Uh, you know, definitely was more towards that direction for a while because of one thing. So, if, and again, this has to do with literalism or something, or if it's more figurative, right? So, if the wages of sin is death, then we need. Then we need. To, then we need to. If that means literal death, then we need. Then we need to believe that there was no death before the fall. So we have. So we have to have this. You know, shorter creation event. Uh, you know, so that there was no death. So that we can have. You know, where physical death and entropy and all of that are the result of the fall. Um, so I would say, um, historically the second most popular theory, um, and this came about in the middle ages, right? So this is even pre-science. This is just people looking at the text, um, is what's called the gap theory. So you've got what we call verse one, right? In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. And then there's a gap. There's an undisclosed amount of time because then it tells us, and the earth was formless and void. Really? Yeah. How how long was this chaotic, formless, void thing out there with God hovering before God decided, okay, let's make something. Um, and then the the third kind of the third historical. Um, Another historical view, and this is the one a lot of the early church fathers held to. So again, pre-evolution, pre-science. This isn't an apologetic so we can squeeze science in. This is people just reading the text, wrestling with it. Is a literary framework view. That, you know, God created. And that the six days in creation, uh, God told the story that way. So there is a literary framework for us to understand. Right. right. Because, uh, you know, creation and all of that is, is so far beyond what our human minds can fathom. God created a framework for us to understand the miracle of what he did through creation. And, and it exists just as an on-ramp for us to be able to fathom creation. Right. Um, and then there is uh, a, what came about uh, really right around the time of the, um, 
the Great Awakening and um, the revivals, um, you know, as uh, because that's also right around the time when we started um, digging up other ancient myths and, and um, you know, other uh, ancient creation stories and thing of that uh, nature. And this is what I most closely align with, which is called the the chaos restitution theory. So the there was chaos, right? The earth was formless and void. Uh, 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 creation was just this amalgam of matter and energies and materials, and there was chaos. There there was no order to existence. And because God is a God of order, he came in and he ordered the cosmos. And the reason that we have an ordered account is because really God is really showing us even like the order of importance in creation, which is why man is last. We're his image bearers. He's given us dominion over creation. So we were created last because we're the most important. I too would fall in into into that camp, and so now story time with the saints. If you all if you all would humor me for a se- <laughs> for a second, and and so I can I can display how somebody can shift as far as how they process these things. I don't think it's been any. Um, I think our, I think our friend has helped me showcase the fact that the the fact that I I just I want I I want desperately for Christians to accept that there are things that we are punching up about that we do not fully understand and that there's more than one explanation for things and not be so closed to an idea outside of what we think because unfortunately that's the stuff that gets people outside and and say and says oh oh those closed-minded christians will not think to th- to that they could be wrong about this that or the this that or the other and so People don't, you don't get to Jesus is real because you're so hung up on a literal or figurative or whatever. Um, So our friend here has been putting a series of things in here. And it's basically a lot of, if you listen to somebody who do it, who, who takes a very literal account of the creation narrative these are a lot of the things it's literally textbook this is a number that almost gets thrown out universally in this kind of camp 1656 years from adam to the flood um three days and and three nights there was a sun and a moon and stars it's all it's all very um you know paint by numbers as far as far as that goes um and i used to be the type that um i i used to be the type that would so fervently be like science is so totally tells you that you're wrong like how can we ignore so much science and then say that god can't be present in the science like okay what if the big bang happened and it was god orchestrating the whole thing and putting order to an to a chaotic to a chaotic uh, formless void you know what i mean and all of those things and so as as we unpack what each one of these things are let's not lose the rabbit in all of this 
and and become so hung up because I I've I've been there. I I was out in I was out in Michigan for a speaking event with some guys. Shout out to the Chili Crew. You guys are trying, and I and I and I know and I know you are, and it's been it's been a process. But a lot of those guys, um, a, a lot of those guys have a more literal um, interpretation of young, so young Earth. If you've ever heard of the heard of the phrase young Earth, that's really a lot of what we're getting at. And and that there was it was it got heated, and it was my fault. Just a got, modern view, heated. by the way. Yeah, that's that's. It is very modern modern view inspiring philosophy it has a great video that i actually watched this week um on that thank you matt for that the one i shared posting. yeah 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 um it, that that kind of sources the the origins of the young earth theory um and that so so you know and honestly <clears throat> this is um this so this i can get behind this I think we can all get behind, right, guys? Yes and amen. If Genesis 1 is wrong, then Jesus laying down his life for the sins of the world is wrong. Yes and amen. That Agreed. see everything that we said about the Bible being true. It's a matter of how you wrestle with it. That's what that's where we're getting at. We're not saying it's untrue. We're saying that there are different ways of interpreting right. what that truth is. Right. It's your uh, some people. Some people get stuck by our post-enlightenment Western, um, uh, you know, logical rationality understanding of what truth is. Right. And don't give any credence to empiricism. Right. Or, you know, older pre-enlightenment and more Eastern ways of thinking, which, by the way, the Bible is an Eastern text. The Bible is an ancient text text yep. yep and so we need to read it through the eyes of the ancient past and through the eyes of the east yep. it is a modern western training that tells us the only truth is literal truth right 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 we are not none of us would say that genesis one is wrong no what we're asking or untrue or untrue or untrue yeah, yeah yeah right what we're asking is what does genesis mean to teach yeah is it even about a literal creation or is it something else right. is it a story is it a literary framework that teaches us the things that are true right and what are those things and that's where um uh, well, before before we roll forward, because I do have I do have points to make as far as because Matt laid out. OK, so what's the thesis statement, right? How to read the creation, uh, the creation and the fall. Um, we're an hour and three and we haven't even gotten to the fall yet. Um, <laughs> but I uh, but we, so, we have to sit here, obviously, yeah. you know, the, the comments prove that. Right. And so um, Matt laid out eloquently <clears throat> some of the ways and some of the some of the definitions of the words that of of the isms and the and all of that stuff that you hear what those what mean what those thoughts what those thought what those thought processes are and all of those kinds of things but you raise a very good point and that's where i would like to go 
if uh, but I want to give um, Ant a, a chance to to chime in here um, before we move forward with what are the themes, what are the things that are being brought forward within this section of scripture that outside of literal, figurative, metaphoric, all of those things that we can grab out of here and say, hey, these are truths that are present throughout the entirety of, as Matt put it, in the beginning to amen. Um, I th- I, I, I'd rather get right into that because I think okay. anything else would be just redundant, you know, so let's yep. get into that. That's, let's, let's do that. So I'm going to bring this, bring this back up. Watch out. All right. So we go through, right. And, and whether, and, and let's, let's put it, let's put aside the, let's put aside the, what, what's the timeline for all of this and just start grabbing at truthful statements that are contained within this body body of scripture. We go through and we are seeing, okay, God created this, God created that, God created this group, God created the, the, the beasts and, and the plants and people and all of that kind of stuff. So we are grabbing at the fact that however it happened, we have an all-knowing creator God that stands outside of the paradigms of space-time that is taking the chaos of everything and putting it all together in a way that's Mm -hmm. habitable for a people group to be sustained. And he's doing so in a way where he is creating functionality, right, in so many of these things, we see the breakdown of plants being plants and vegetation being created, beasts being being created, man being created, and we see a functionality to the dichotomy of all of this, even down to the 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 skies where where birds are and and the seas where fish are and all of that kind of stuff. So when we look at this, before we go any further. I I think there's something to sitting back and saying, okay, we might not know the particulars, but if we can rest in the truth of scripture, then we can rest in the fact that we serve a God who is a God of order and one that not only created the functionality for humans to exist, because if you go down the rabbit hole of can life ex- uh, uh, exist on other planets with, with our, with our solar system, just I'm, I'm only speaking within the planets that are within this solar system. Ours is the only one that can sustain life. But also, take the thought for a second. And how many of us, show of hands, are rejuvenated to some degree by being out in nature? By being out in God's creation. Mm-hmm. I love hiking. Yeah. I love going out for runs. I love all of that. Right. And I love, I love more like I, I, I will, I will run on a track or on a treadmill or something like that. But there is something so special to being out in the woods in God's creation. And so not only are we talking about a creation that is ordered 
and sustainable and functional. But we're talking about something that you can find beauty in, mm-hmm. that you can that you that can serve as this means of peace and and connection with the creator. And that's that's before we get into what does the Bible say about humans. That's just talking about his creation. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we look at all when we look at all of that there's there's so much beauty to be had in all of those kinds of things but as you go forward you see that god created man and woman and that he created us in his image whatever that means whatever that means <laughs> And we were given the ordering to have dominion over the fish and birds and every living thing and, and all of that. And so what we pull from this is this idea that we are created with a specific intent and purpose that we are laborers here on earth. And I don't just mean that in the physicality sense. I mean that in a, we are, we are here to be a representative of God. We are co-laborers with Christ to use Paul. Yes. And, and that now you're onto something, right? Because that sounds a lot like some things that the three of us have talked about. (laughs) Ant and I have talked about, I preach about on a regular basis. I've been talking about. Right. There's, there's this idea of kingdom language that is universal, even in the old Testament. And we see continued examples from in the beginning to amen of God working with his creation. And that the intent was that man is created to be in active cooperation with God. And that it's it's this it's this paradigm that that as as we look at all of this as we as we go through the account and if we are willing to see past our own as Matt put it rhetoric and our own presuppositions, mm-hmm. then you start to see okay, so. We're created, everything's created, sunshine, rainbows, fantastic, awesome. We are given specific. We don't get rainbows till guidelines. chapter six. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done. No. <laughs> um, and so we're but but we're given 
we're given this this way of of order and things and it even says that like they were they were naked and vulnerable and that was an unashamed and and there's this openness that is present in there and that's not until we get to this next chapter that you see the perversion of the relationship and the way that and man taking things into their own hands and so if we understand that if we understand those building blocks a that helps us to transition into the fall but b that helps us to understand well understand well wait a minute there's a continuity to the character of god so when you hear guys like me say things like we're exploring the heart of god through the personhood of jesus that helps us to understand that even in the beginning it is the same all-knowing creator god the entirety of the time mm -hmm. even in the most complicated portions because folks i'll be the first one to tell you that this is only one brand of complication <laughs> we are going to keep trekking through the old testament past this part and there are going to be points where the weeds are going to get thick and things are going to get complicated and there are going to be very um complicated portions of scripture when we incor incorporate how man is in in relation to god and all of those kinds of things but it's the same god the entire time so i think that to me before i before i pass it off to my other panel mates when i i i used to be so hellbent on wanting to be to advocate for a well-rounded perspective on the melding of scripture and science that i was willing to die on this hill but in a different way than some of my brothers and sisters i was willing to fight vigorously in this arena to show people that we don't have to throw away science in order to believe the Bible is true. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, I was missing the point. When we look at the themes and the high points and, and the things that we can pull out and say, these are statements that the Bible says and that these are statements that are that are that have a continuous nature throughout all of scripture that's where you get to the stuff that that I would argue really matters because whether or not this was made in 7 days or this was made in i don't know 200 billion years matters not to the salvation story to what to what that to the empty tomb and all of that i would argue that that as we discussed a historical adam and eve does matter 
that that is that that is a point that you kind of have to come to a definitive perspective on but even whether or not they were the only humans on earth at the time i don't know like that there's also conjecture there and so hanging on the high points helps us to be able to really be able to rest in the story without getting caught up in our own biases mm -hmm. I'll throw it to you guys. So, you know, back to, like you said, the, the, the truth of the matter. You know, you look at Genesis 1. God created the world and everything in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Period. Right? However long it took, by whatever means. By whatever means, it. God did it. Yep. Genesis 2 focuses on God creating man and giving them the responsibility. So mm -hmm. basically, yeah. you know, you take Genesis 1 as the aerial view. Yep. Genesis 2, we're going to zoom in on man. Yep. Right? Yep. Because in Genesis 3, and we'll get to this. I don't know if we'll get this today, but man sins. Yeah. Right? And death both physically and spiritually come about. And we only know that because of the rest of the Bible, which helps us to understand those pieces. And so I think when we look at the purpose of the creation narrative, there's a lot of, a lot of questions that people ask that God was not concerned with answering. God gave us what he wanted us to know but yet right. there are things that we feel like we need to know. And I see that throughout the, throughout the Bible, you know, there are people that, that will call me weekly and say, well, you know, why did John ask if Jesus was the Messiah? And th that's a question that stumps a lot of people because the Bible doesn't really tell you why he asked. It tells you that he did ask, but it doesn't tell you why. There's, and there's so many examples of questions that people ask, and they always ask what's not there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Joe says this all the time. Don't hear what I'm not saying, but people can't help to hear what you're not saying. It's like they automatically <laughs> go to what you're not saying and say, well, what about this? Well, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm right. – I'm not even addressing that, but a person will hear that. Genesis, the, the, the creation narrative is the epitome of that. The person reads that and they start looking for, so what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? Instead of accepting, you know, the fact that this was God's intention to lay a foundation for why Jesus is the Messiah. This begins in Genesis. It begins in the, it's, 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 interwoven in the mm -hmm. creation narrative for the, the 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 advent of jesus needing to come and this is the explanation to man so that they can understand how we got where we are now again metaphorical figurative 
for a lot of people equal untrue right that has to be eliminated because something can be said figuratively or analog analogously mm-hmm. to highlight a part of the truth that is 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 being uh expressed and so like i want you to see this but what about this over here i'm i'm trying to explain this to you i want you to see this and like you said it's a it's an eastern document right well genesis when you stack it up against others it it has a, a a different flavor to it even though it's sitting in the same you know context uh, because you know you have multiple gods being you know uh, talked about Genesis without attacking any of the other narratives attacks makes the other narratives. <laughs> yes, makes this statement that no, there was one God and He created the heavens and the earth. There weren't multiple, right? And so, but this is you got to think about it, like you said, in its Eastern context, like right. This, this is this is a, a radical statement. That in the beginning, yeah. God created, because in that context, there are multiple gods creating stuff. There, 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 right. there's a pantheon. And to say, yeah. no, this, this one God is the one who created all of that. Yeah. It's like a subtle jab at everybody yeah. else that yeah. this is happening. Well, if you want to, can I make a suggestion here? Go ahead. And to, to piggyback off of what Ann said. <clears throat> um, and, and to some people, Y'all might find y'all might find what I'm about to say spicy, <laughs> but but seriously, track with me here. Um, a lot we live in a we live in a world where information is is um, nigh free. That's why I have a lot of opinions about the higher education system now. Um, but a lot of different schools will offer classes basically for free but the idea is that they're just without the tests you know but the course material is all free and you can grab it from from uh online um i would seriously strongly suggest doing some research and if you need some research on uh, like if you need some suggestions on where you on which ones to go for um i can give you some but uh world religions is a class that almost every single university offers um, I would seriously strongly suggest taking world religions class because seeing the, the Genesis narrative in conjunction with other his, mythological accounts. And if, if it's a, if it's a world religions course that is worth their weight in salt. They'll give you some of the historical context of the of the people groups and the civilizations that believed those those uh, those different accounts and all of those kinds of things. There's a lot of power in understanding myth and and how stories are told throughout different civilizations and all of that kind of stuff and and the similarities. Because I think that's what that's what holds people at arm's length is I think sometimes we get scared because there is some similarities between the fact that, well, oh, man, I could I could list off easily five plus different um, narratives that have a creation story. That's that 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 has a a creator God creating um, something out of nothing. 
and that has a flood narrative. And that makes people uncomfortable because, oh, does that mean that I'm, that I'm buying into something that is, is counter to the biblical story and all of that kind of stuff? And is that wrong? Is that sinful? Um, I do not believe that just reading a book or reading a story is inherently sinful. No. Otherwise, like we all, all three of us have our fandoms, right? We've all talked about at different times, things that we dig outside, you know, just, just different things that we, that we enjoy TV, movies, books, whatever. If, if that was inherently sinful, then it would be sinful to have a fandom and have a thing that you enjoy. And so understanding where this particular Eastern document sits in, in the buffet of different takes and different historical, mythological, mytho-historical accounts allows you to understand at greater detail how would take yourself out of 2023 America guys how would somebody from New Testament time read that how would somebody from Old Testament time read that how would somebody from this group like how would what how would this be read within the source audience and the source mm-hmm. context? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you do that, like it speaks, it speaks to what some of Ant was saying. Um, You know, if you look at Egyptian myth, if you look at uh, Akkadian myths and Assyrian myths and kind of everyone around this area, like almost all of those myths have whatever their creator God is springing up out of the depths there's this there's this water of nothingness and their god comes comes out of this this water this 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 chaos water and so and here we have the biblical narrative telling us that god was above the water so that's, you know, that's that subtle yet not so subtle jab. <laughs> right. Okay, your right. you know, your god may have, your god may have come out of the water, but our god made that water. So there. <laughs> yeah, when you think about Acts 17, I was just reading this yesterday mm-hmm. where um uh Paul walks in, into Mars Hill with all the philosophers, they're all doing their thing, right? And he says, here's an altar built to a God that you don't know. Let me explain him to you. Right. This is the God who created the heavens and the earth. This is the God who formed everything. Which, again, like you said, okay, how would the New Testament writers and audience look back on Genesis? Well, Paul seems to believe that God did what he said he did. 
Yeah. Whatever that looks like, he believed that God did what he said he did so much so that that was his opening line to get to sharing who Jesus is. He starts with God did this. Yep. He created everything. Right. And again, in the midst of a city, because if you look at Acts 17, that the city that he goes into is full of idolatry. There's multiple gods. There's mm-hmm. worship mm-hmm. of all kinds. of. And he says, look, <laughs> this is the God that created everything. Right. So that 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 picture that he believed in what Genesis is saying. Mm-hmm. I think the nuances and the like you said the details and 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 Paul was the one that kind of uses the phrase and he's the only person that fra- that uses the phrase fable or myth. And he uh-huh. says, "Do not believe in Jewish fables or myths." Why would Paul use that terminology? You know, if he didn't believe that this is absolutely true, this is not a made up tale. This is not a something to replace, you know, or to uh, be a sleight of a hand, sleight of hand. This is true. And that's why I focus on true. Is it true? Because that's the way the Bible frames this, that God's word is true. You know, right. There's a lot of like, think about the anthropomorphic language used for God. Does God have literal hands? Right. Does God, (laughs) right. I mean, come on. So let's think about that. If, if we're not focused on, well, yeah, literal hands. No, what we're what we're talking about is the power, the presence of God. We're talking about His might, His miraculous ability, or whatever you want to attribute to His hands, but not right. that He actually hands. has <laughs> hands, right? Yeah. <laughs> so these are those subtle things. It's like, okay, do we want to go on that rabbit trail? And like you say, die on this hill mm-hmm. yeah. about that particular point? No, because we understand what's being said. Yeah, yeah. We have Heath in the comments. Welcome, brother. Um, he is uh, definitely shout out to shout out to uh, he and his wife show Churchosity, uh, the Gen X take on church culture. Um, glad you are with us this morning. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, oh, I, it's funny because I probably should have seen it coming that an hour and a half in, and now we're at this junction point of, do we try and go for the fall on top of everything else that we've discussed, or do we allow this conversation to rest on its own? And I don't know as though I necessarily thought that this conversation would be what it would be, but I shouldn't have been surprised because there's so much. I, I And honestly, I think if I'm being, if I'm being charitable, I think a lot of this comes from, can come from a place of uh, a, a passion for 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 truth right a passion for 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 making sure that we get this right but when when we look at the sum total of the creation narrative 
under understanding all of that other context that we that we're bringing into this other understanding the literary styles understanding that we need to get out of the 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 mode of a westernized school of thought when trying to process all of what this is that's those are the building blocks that allow us to be able to then state okay so so then what does this say about god what does this say about the way that the way he intended for this to be between creator and created and how does that inform our understanding of how all of this works because if we if we take out all of that preamble of whether or not of of, of the specifics and we just come with okay so so wait a minute you mean to tell me that um god the other part of the trinity the the a, a different part of the trinity uh, whatever that I'm, I'm i'm going with it it's clunky to try to ex explain the trinity is is uh, we can't say uh, parts sketchy business <laughs> can't say parts um <laughs> aspects i don't know whatever um you know you've got god the father right and then you've got jesus yes 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 and then you've got holy spirit yes. and and when you see jesus's teaching right what does he use all the time parables figurative language and storytelling that would have made sense to the people that he was speaking to. And there are aspects of that, that if we are willing to hear and willing to do the research that have ripple effects for time and memoriam. So I don't, what I, what I, is it, is it that big of a leap? to say, okay, in order to get across the high points, God would also use a storytelling device to establish truth in a baseline of, of, of how things are in the dichotomy and all of those mm -hmm. kinds of things. And that's, that's where... I, if there's anything that you guys watching take away from this conversation, it's a, you know, to, to our, to our friend who's been in the comments actively, you know, we say go in peace, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. Yeah. We, we disagree on some things. It obviously he has his way of thinking about it. Obviously we have our way of thinking about it. Obviously. But we say go in peace because you know what? We can disagree and not divide. It doesn't have to be this, this monumentous hill that we die on uh, just because we disagree with one another. And, and so that's, that's part of it. Like, like we, we are on the same team, even if you process these things differently than I do, even if we disagree on some things or whatever, but also like look at the big picture, rest in the story, understand that this is a continuous narrative that ultimately leads to Jesus. And if we can rest in the big picture of it all and pull out 
the significant parts, then, then the beauty and the power and the real significance of it all really starts to be unpacked and becomes front and center. Yeah, uh, looks like we lost Matt. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think at the, at the end of the day, um, go. I kind of knew that this was going to be this kind of conversation. <laughs> uh, it actually is a lot milder than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought right. we were going to get right. a lot more um, of, you know, the conversation about the uh myth view and and what that is and and why somebody would take that approach and um and i think that is that would take people on kind of a kind of a bunny trail when you you know go down that route without first establishing because i think once you establish that we are saying that this is that god's word is true mm-hmm Right. Mm -hmm. When, when, once you say that, then, you know, if it's a, you know, a literal six day creation, um, is not the point. The point, the point is God did this. Right. And he did this. And this is the way he chose to express it because it connects to something further. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that's the key is that Genesis yeah. is going to connect to the total narrative of the Bible, which is what makes the Bible so incredible. Uh -huh. Is that 35, 36 authors over 1500 years in separate places at different times wrote, and everything that they wrote is cohesive. Because there truly was one author, and that's the Spirit of God who inspired them to write mm -hmm. when they wrote, how they wrote. And so I right. think that is another part is the supernatural component. And I know yep. people want to only focus on the academic or the, the literary content, but there is a supernatural component. Mm-hmm. Yes. to the word of God. It, it, that's what makes it the word of God is that it's more than just words on the page. Uh, I think it's Hebrews right. 4.12 that says that the word of God is living and active. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that this is living, breathing. This The word of God helps us to know him uh, in a way that we can't. And there are things that even the writers, uh, even John said, that if I wrote everything that Jesus did, I, I all the books in the world could not cover it. So yeah. God didn't intend to write down every detail because the same thing we're doing with Genesis, we can do with the life of Jesus. Right. Well, right. Where, what happened to Jesus between 18 and, and, and 30? Where what, what about this? Uh, did he ever have a girlfriend? And do you know what people do? And that's where we get some of our extra biblical accounts our pseudepigraphal, pseudepigrapha and apocrypha all these different books, because people are trying to fill in these gaps. You're trying to figure out a way to explain stuff that God, for whatever reason, did not attempt to explain. And so 
I think that's where we, we can kind of get caught in the weeds. And so I, yeah. I you know, I, I like the way that this conversation has gone. Um, uh-huh. You know, and I think, yeah, it needed this much time because I think yeah. the fall is going to need this much time as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once we get off into yeah. the weeds yeah. of that, it's going to need that much time as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we have a couple more comments. We've got Heath, Amen. God did this. Love that. Yes, yeah. And that's that's the that's the the thematic resonance of we would all agree of this section <laughs> of scripture. Yeah. Um, and then Epic. Good morning. Glad to see you. I remember W G E M M. Yeah, you got the break. Any you idea? got to break down that acronym because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Heath just popped back up. Uh, consider that we, especially in the West, struggle with comprehension of life experience prior to the flood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's that's another part Ooh. of that's another part of Genesis <laughs> that that a lot of people uh, would would have varying opinions about as far as whether or not there was a literal uh, flood. Um, Something happened, and I all mean, all, pretty much like you said earlier, there's all these narratives that have a flood story. So, I right. mean, right. that comes from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, epic. I remember when I was in school and someone said that they didn't know all of the different doctrines and how to refute them. And I said that we just need to know the word. It's like people who identify. Hang on. Well, that might get okay, no, that's just the end of the thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I I feel like you left it at a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so uh yeah, I mean, and that's that's something that you know I, I thought about being being the guy out of us that um I, I have not been quiet about the fact that um prior to being a Christian, um it's like people who identify, hang on, can't leave us hanging, uh, counterfeit money yes. because they have studied every detail and nuance of yeah, the other. Yeah, once that counterfeit yeah. passes through their hands, they can just feel that it's fake. Because yeah. they know if real. Yeah, if, if you're in the word and you're in the truth and you know what's real, it's much easier to sniff out the things that are false. Yeah. Absolutely, um, absolutely agreed. But that doesn't, yeah. uh, that doesn't unvalidate the conversation that we've had about the nature of what's true. Right. Right. And that's where I think people can get a little uncomfortable in understanding that, like, you know, from a nuts and bolts perspective, you know, like Heath said, consider that we in the West struggled with comprehension of life experience prior to the flood. Um, yeah, from a nuts and bolts standpoint, that's a hard that's a hard thing to conceptualize in the West. Um, but even down to a the the more when you have this kind of conversation, right? You you dare to enter into more of the um, more of the conversation that would hedge towards philosophy or 
uh, conceptualized thinking mm -hmm. rather than concrete thinking. Yep. And I think that like so many people, I will be the first one to admit that I am way more comfortable in like, I, I am, I am a guy that, Oh, and this is a testament to the Holy spirit guys. This is not me. This is not where I have come from. I have not, this is not natural to me or anything of the sort, but seriously, um, you know, even, even Heath, I, I started, a new, I, I started, a, uh, uh, we, we've started recording together and we've started a mini series that's going to be on the buddy walk channel. And I, I'm, I'm working with you guys, like going into this part of scripture, I need my band of brothers to stand with me as we explore into these, these subject matters, because I am way more comfortable in the new Testament because we can verify that we can, we can, there's way more evidence there than there is here. Mm -hmm. This is conceptualized thinking and philosophy for a lot of this stuff. And that's where I think people get uncomfortable with talking about world religions and talking about different myth and, and different things like that, because yeah, there the ant that did want to throw the bombshell into this and be like, Hey, well, let's look at this mythological take <laughs> on, on this. And man, that historical or the, or that mythological uh, creation narrative sounds a lot like ours. And, and yeah, I thought about, about that too. Here? Yeah. And, and, and I, and I thought about, yeah, throwing, throwing some spicy bones into the, into the broth and, and seeing what happened with it all and all of that kind of stuff and see, but I also, I guess at the end of the day, I didn't want to see all of this get way out of bounds and right. off, off in the weeds and all of that kind of stuff. And, uh -huh. and more of what I have a passion for showcasing is we can go through the creation narrative and say, you know what? Some of this might be figurative language. Some of this might be poetic language. Some of this might be language and structure that was designed to say, okay, I, as, as God, not speaking for God, but if, but, but we know that it's not outside of the realm of God's character to say i'm going to structure this and and have and and have this understood and presented in a way where the creation will be able to at least put like see a structure here and say okay bam 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 this is what but but then be able to pull out the high notes and the reality is is that our creation narrative is the only one that provides that level of structure and nuance to the way that it is written even though there's themes in other ones there are themes there there are similar similar ideas here but then you have to sit back and ask the question well okay if this people group has a has a, has a uh, has a, a a creation narrative, and that people group, and that people group, and all that, and there's there's thematic resonance, even if ours is the one that is the most detailed and structured. What does that say? think about that for a second and that's what i would challenge anybody who 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 has a hard time in this part of town who's uncomfortable in this part in this part of town allow yourself 
to look at the big picture and say, what if there's, there's extensions to all of this? Not to say that that means that this one's right too and this one's right too, but what if different groups of people grabbed from the same idea and formulated their own narrative around that same idea, but that same idea, you know, and that's something that has proof text even to, I think it was Ant that brought it up in the, in the, um, the new Testament. If that's, if, if everything that I just said was way uncomfortable and way ethereal and all of that kind of stuff, and I just made somebody un uh, uncomfortable, I just would counsel you to yeah. go back to acts yep. and read what Paul did at Mars Hill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't like, he didn't walk in and blast all of their pagan idols and defame all of their gods or whatever. He said, Hey, let me tell you about this other God. Yeah. And then what happened? Then he was brought before the scholars and the philosophers. And he said, let us reason together. Right? They had these reasonable conversations. They were able to have, um, um, you know, if, if you're still listening, commenter from earlier, um, Paul was able to have these conversations. Yeah. He was able to work within the framework of the philosophies and the religions that were at play. He didn't poop on it. He didn't insist, hey, you know, you have to read it this way. It has to mean this or it's all a lie. He was able to work within their framework and say, hey, let me tell you about this unknown God. Yep. Mm -hmm. He has a name. And that's what I, I really, I, I don't, I can, I can appreciate now where I'm at. And I know, Matt, you are the one that kind of gets a lot of the, like, this is, this is, I guess, closer to the surface with your story than it is with mine. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't really um, highlight this as as much when i when i talk about my story but like the fact that we still do life together and the <laughs> fact that aunt and i have been doing life together for years plural at this point yeah, at this point yeah. to to the point where we are we are from the same the same areas but we we live on two opposite sides of the country and we came together to see each other face to face and and that he is the guy who took me under his wing and said okay you are you are raw you are you are yes knowledgeable but let me help refine you and teach you and all of that kind of stuff. And we've gone through, we've been going through classes and we continue to go through classes and training and all of that kind of stuff. The fact that I can cooperate with the saints is a Holy spirit kind of thing. It just is the fact that I can get over myself and stop looking to pick a fight with everybody that disagrees with me and all of that kind of stuff is a Holy spirit 
kind of thing because that really was not i was very angry for a while when it came to other saints and all of that kind of stuff and that's that's just that's a theme for me and i wish yeah i wish i didn't spend so much time being pissed off at the world and being and being aggressive towards everybody and being ready for a fight and all of that kind of stuff but now i can Same. celebrate the fact that i can come together and say you know yeah you know what me and commenter from other i really wish we knew we knew your name like we keep calling you commenter from other but i don't know your name um but but yeah i mean that that got a little a little bit of okay so we're having this conversation and sometimes having that conversation means you get lively and all of that kind of stuff i think that's something different than just out and out getting aggressive or anything mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. but there's there's so much value in being able to come together and say let's reason through this brothers let's mm -hmm. let's let's have the wide angle conversation let's let's really talk about this because then you can see again i keep going back to being able to rest in the story because you know what life i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this and i think everybody here will agree with this in spades life sucks sometimes just does life is hard life is complicated and sometimes the best value that you can have as a Christian is being able to look at the wide angle and rest in the story. Rest in the realities of, of the continuity of scripture. And yes, there's a time for academia and study and all of that kind of stuff. And as Heath says, also notice the Bereans' response. They received the word with readiness of heart, but searched the scriptures daily to prove whether those things were so. Acts 17, 11. Mm -hmm. You know, go out, be Bereans. We say that on a regular basis. The last thing that we want you to do, seriously, do not go off and say, well, Pastor Ant, Pastor Joe, even if even if it's your even if it's your your the pastor of your church, Pastor so and so, whatever this this YouTube personality said this, so I believe this. No, take it and 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 research, search the scriptures, do the do the legwork. Absolutely, don't take our word for it. And so. And, and and that's that's trust in in the power of Holy Spirit to guide you through even the more uncomfortable of these types of conversations and be mm -hmm. willing to engage with those because then then you can you can you can reason and you can have heart and you can develop and say okay look. I, I, wow, it really seems like there are some things that I need to wrestle with if we are, if we can read these things and, and get to two wildly different conclusions, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to separate or, or, or that you are damned or that I am damned or anything of the sort. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you so, have uh, 
Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to kind of just put a cap on it. Uh, I think to, to, uh, you know, to summarize, whether you are a literalist or like a gap theory person or chaos restitution or some mix of all the things or, you know, however it is that you read this thing, I want the people of the other, want, you know, the other ways of reading this thing to understand that we all trust the Bible. Yep. We all believe it's true. Whatever our interpretation, um, you know, we're just disagreeing on the nature of the truth that's being taught. Yeah. We believe that God created chaos from order, all of us, and that man, that man was created specifically in God's image with dignity and with purpose which is another way our creation account differs from almost any other mythology it is that man was almost always created as some some kind of servant of the gods yeah and yet in genesis god created us with purpose and with distinction and with the honor of bearing his image whatever that means And that needs to be the takeaway. That God is a God of order. That he is the creator of all things. However long it took. Whatever the order was. Whatever methods were used. And that all people have dignity and they have honor. And we carry the image of God. And we need to love each other and respect each other based on that distinction. Mm -hmm. yep yep and if and if all of those things that matt said and, and all of those things that we've covered in those different models of of in, of interpreting all of this if you look at all of that buffet table and you're like dude i have no idea what i like on this buffet table right that's okay too. to start that's okay too that's that really is you don't need to fall into some classification in mm -hmm. order to to be present in this conversation and all of that kind of stuff so so for you guys that look all of the look at all of this and say huh because honestly like i said i i go i i go with in 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 a in a similar mode as matt but that's that's at a that's at a very loose angle like i i don't mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i i know pretty definitively i don't i i really don't believe in a literal um uh interpretation but other than that i don't necessarily have a hard and fast i would identify as sort of sort of thing and that's okay you know what i mean but the bigger the bigger picture is willing to have the conversation and mm -hmm. willing to do the legwork of um exploring and and sussing these things out and looking at the world's history look at the world's history as you're as you're trying to break all of this stuff down look at the cradle of civilization look at different groups and historical groups uh mythological uh proceedings and all of that kind of stuff and and just have have an informed perspective you know yeah I, th I think at the end of the day when you're looking forward into the bible those are the things that you want to focus on yeah is 
is Genesis builds a springboard or a foundation for salvation. Um, you know, I think just about John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Yep. Right. And that nothing was made that was made <laughs> without without him. Right. Yeah. And so Genesis 1, 1 and John 1, 1 are two separate testaments yep but they are connecting that view that we that we could never see there's no way that we could have seen that the word of god would become flesh and colossians and dwell among mm -hmm. us right so it's the same thing above, right firstborn above creation firstborn above all creation but all creation was created through him and for him by him Right. Hebrews 1 says the same thing, created through him and for him and by him. By him, you know, yeah. but it starts in Genesis 1-1 yep. that you yep. see, and like you said, you know, not going into the Trinity, but the Trinity or that Trinity point of view, the Godhead, as the Bible says, the Godhead mm -hmm. was there at the very beginning, yep. and it begins to extrapolate into this fuller picture by the end of the book from in the beginning to amen as you guys mm -hmm. said earlier yeah you know from in the beginning to amen this thing is unpacked but it starts in this amalgamous nebulous like <laughs> i don't know what i'm looking at here into ah god had a plan to save mankind <laughs> yep but the way it starts is like, what, what are we looking at here? You know, but by the end, we understand what the point was. And the right. point was that God had a plan to save us. Uh, Epic left a comment. He appealed to their sense of reason by using something within their own point, their own point of reference. Yes. Meeting people where they were at. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, 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 and at, and that is something that, um, you know, we we could all use to pull more from that playbook. Yep. To be, you know, more aware of the philosophies and the worldviews around us, so that we we can speak into those systems and those presuppositions rather than just stepping in and truth bombing people, because you don't yep. get anywhere. Right. So with that, Ant, you want to go ahead and pray us up? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity um, to share your word, to dive into an intense and deep and complicated subject. But, Lord, we come to the same conclusion that your word is true mm -hmm. and that we can trust your word and that um, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that the word of God um, is our way forward, our way to know God, to understand Jesus, to know um, your desire and your heart for mankind. And so, Lord, we thank you for your word. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would uh, bless the hearers, help them to dig deeper, uh, to do what Paul told Timothy and study uh, to show themselves approved workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 
that they would give themselves over to the reading of the word and exhorting of the word and, 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 and understanding of the word, that wisdom being the principal thing and all they're getting, get an understanding. And that God, uh, I just pray that if there's any unsettling, if there's any awkwardness or confusion, uh, Lord, that you would bring peace. And Lord, if there's any questions that they would have um, the wherewithal to ask those questions and get clarity uh, so that they can be on solid uh, ground with their faith and their understanding of the word of God. So, Lord, I just thank you for these gentlemen and just their heart and their desire for people to know the truth and to be free by the truth and to live by the truth. And so, Lord, we bless you. We honor you and praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, thank you for joining us, man. This was a this was a deep one, and we're going to keep going from here. Just a quick reminder, um, if this is your first episode, um, you can find us here every Friday, same time, same places. Um, you can look up Kingdom on the Road if you... Um, if you subscribe, hit the, hit the bell notification, you'll be notified when we go live every week. Um, we're in the process of turning the uh, past lives into uh, audio. Um, there is currently a, view, uh, a, a feed for uh, Kingdom on the Road in podcast form. Um, I'm in the process of cleaning it up. Kingdom on the Road used to be an old, uh, uh, have an old format and all of that. And so we're working on transitioning it now. It's been in this format in video form for quite a while, but hasn't been uh, the, re reflected in the, the podcast feed. So we're working on it. Um, we're also working on turning, turning these into YouTube podcasts as well um, for you guys. We're working on that in the back end. But you let, to catch us live live go ahead and um hit subscribe hit the bell notification um anthony also has it anthony wilson he uh he has some awesome teaching uh on his youtube channel um if you look him up you will um you can go ahead and and subscribe there i would strongly encourage it because he is he's got several different teachings there that are just um awesome you can tell he has he has an intense passion for for um bringing bringing out the word and 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 showing teaching people and all of that um brother matthew also has a youtube channel um you can also find him in podcast form um, I, if you are going to look him up on YouTube, look, uh, do yourself the favor. It'll be a much quicker process. Uh, look up bro, Matt min, all one word. Mm -hmm. Um, that is the fastest way to find him. Um, go ahead and hit subscribe and tap the bell notification. He goes, you go live or you, uh, have a new episode every week or every other week, every other Friday, every other Friday. Um, yeah. so just, just this last Friday, just released the word made flesh. And then the son of God comes out next Friday. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, we have uh, episodes going live over at Buddy Walk with Jesus. Um, if you look that up, you can find us over there as well. Um, but until next time, remember two very important things that you are prayed for and you are loved deeply. Peace, y'all.